What's up, everybody? I'm back on the road doing stand-up, the Chrissy Chaos stand-up tour. Go to chrisdcomedy.com for tickets. chrisdcomedy.com for tickets. Yes. Hey, babe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. We're here in the LA Airbnb. I'm drinking coffee from La Paine Quadudun or something like that. Some French bakery in LA. I, uh, I ate two chocolate croissants, magic spoon cereal, and an egg sandwich, but I've only logged into Siggy's Yogurt into my fitness pal, so I'm only at 110 calories. Um, we're going to do a Chrissy Quarantitties outside by the pool. That video should be out soon. Um, we're going to have a good show. It's going to be a good time. I'm back on the road doing stand-up. ChrisDComedy.com for tickets. Providence, Rhode Island, Nashville, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Eatontown, New Jersey. We got shows all over. Go to ChristyComedy.com uh, and get the tickets. They're selling out quick. I'm in my Lululemon pants. I got my shirt on. Uh, what does it say? Attitude is contagious from Massive Supplements. They send me t-shirts and coffee. And um, they sent me coffee and supplements, protein shakes uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I, I haven't stopped shitting since, huh? I love their shirt that Delilah was wearing. Yeah, the shirt that Delilah was wearing, uh, literally my five-year-old was like, Daddy, can I put on a, a shirt to go to bed with? And I said, sure. And she just took it out and then went to bed. And then when I got her out of bed this morning, her shirt said, don't be a pussy. And it was from Massive. And I kind of felt like she was saying that directly to me. We're doing the podcast, guys. So if we got to stop, can you stop sneezing? We can hear it on the podcast. And stop opening the fridge. Vin, she was, Vin, she was throwing golf balls down the stairs five minutes ago. So be careful. There's golf balls at legitimately everywhere. She was dropping them down the stairs. Okay, it's like, do I'm doing the podcast. Can somebody get her a freaking straitjacket? Um, all right. So today we got a lot of fun topics to talk about. We're going to talk about serial killers. We're going to, of course, talk about our mental health anxiety Tuesdays. We're going to talk about um, uh, stuff that's been going on. Uh, in my life in LA. Uh, and it's going to be good. Homeless Pippets here has got on two different socks. Uh, yeah, homeless. Again, we will do, we will do a video, even if we have to do it illegally, of homeless pimp taking a Barry's boot camp class. It's the funniest thing you'll ever see in your life. Just to watch how I'm talking about immediately homeless pimp gives up. And it's something. <laughs> It's one of the funniest things because it'll just be like this. It was like we have this really flamboyant gay instructor, you know, at Barry's boot camp. And he's like, and, you know, you're going to on the tread. They call everything the tread. They don't say the mail. They go on the tread and we're going to really get high. 7.5, 8.5, 9.5. And you'll just watch Homeless Pimp just be walking out of three. He just walks from a three to a 3.5 the whole class. And then, you know, he'll be like, Michael, because Homeless Pimp's real name is Michael. He'll be like, Michael, really pump it up. Fastest of the day. And then Pimp will just go from 3.5 to 3.7 and take his headphones off and then just put in his AirPods and start listening to a Tim Dillon podcast while he's at Barry's boot camp. I mean, Chaz taught me. Dude, what do we got? What'd you pull up here? Uh, for some reason, Pimp has up on the screen. Well, we yeah. talked last time about how all the doctors are shaming Jazz or Vinny. Oh, yeah. All the doctors have been shaming Vinny out here. Uh, <laughs> if you got, Vin, if you want to come on... Listen, here's the new rules. If you want to say anything on this podcast, you need to say it in the microphone, okay? La, la, Latinas. La, la, Latinas. Um, I... Uh, 
So actually today they called Vinny. Vinny went in for a test the other day to see if she has gestational diabetes, which is diabetes. Um, in uh, They called her today and they said, you don't have gestational diabetes, but homeless pimp does have regular diabetes. <laughs> no, no. The, the doctor, so do I though. I mean, the, dude, I am Chrissy chocolate croissants. I've been face fucking croissants for the last two weeks wondering why I'm getting back fat again. Um, but they called... They, call, they told Vinny specifically at our appointment last week, they said, we will call you if there are any issues. So we'll only call you if there's a problem. So this morning we get a phone call while we're eating breakfast from the doctor. And she's like, oh my God, is there a problem? And they basically called her just to tell her that her blood work is fine, but she does have stretch marks. And if they'd like to... I don't have stretch marks. Here, speak it to the mic. Yeah. Look at how beautiful you look today, Vin. Oh my God. She doesn't have stretch marks. Well, Thank you, you. don't see her naked. I do. Um... <laughs> I'm going to throw his microphone at your head. Oh, throw it at my head and watch how quick you get sued by Homeless Pimp because that microphone costs about $35. <laughs> this is the Chrissy Chaos Podcast. It cuts in and out every every minute. Go ahead. Come on. And then go on the well, pole. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? What do you mean what I want you to say? You're always telling me off. Really? Now you're making fun of me? I'm not making... No, 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 no. Off the camera. I'm, I'm not making fun of you. your babies... And now you want to make fun of my stretch you're marks? No, no, no. You're carrying... Watch you're, how nervous he gets. You're carrying a baby, but until we get that paternity test... That's true. That's true. I'm not sure who it is because... True. Neither do I. Because the baby stops moving the second you lay your hand dude, on this me. is the bullshit the that I'm second. dealing... This is the bullshit I'm dealing with right now is, you know, Vinny is seven months pregnant. Every time the baby's moving and she'll go to put my hand on her stomach to feel it, my baby stops moving. So I don't know. It hides behind my pancreas. So what is the reason for that? Why do you think the baby stops moving? It doesn't moving? like you. But why? All I do is vibes. give it everything it wants. Vibes, energy. What do you mean it my vibes like and energy? It. My vibes and energy are posy wazzy. It doesn't like it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it gets, you know, what it wants when it's born. If it starts, keeps acting like that, Delilah knows how to play me. She knows how to get me in the palm of your hand. What's up, baby? Um... I have a bathing suit on, so I'm not naked. You have a bathing suit on, so you're not naked. Okay, good. There uh, you go. And you're a baby. And I'm a baby? Why do you say I'm a baby? Because I don't have hair on my legs? It's a condition that I don't know why I can't grow hair like a normal man. And I can't grow chest hair. Get in the fucking pool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my family's in the pool now. Um, so it says, in LA, looking at the metro areas with the highest concentration of plastic surgeons, Miami topped the list. So Miami has more plastic surgeons living there than, than uh, LA, which I guess makes sense because like, for some reason, I feel like you would think white women get the most plastic surgery, but I think it may be Latina women that get the most fake boobs and fake butts. Why don't you send pictures of your fake boobs and fake butts to Chrissy Chaos Podcast at gmail.com and we'll see what, how many more emails we get. Is it from white women or la, la, Latinas? La, la, Latinas. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I dare you to send your pictures. I dare you. I thought you guys I'm were in the waiting. pool. No, 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 no. I thought you guys were in the pool. <laughs> oh, you're a dummy. I'm a what? A dummy. I'm a dummy? Thank you. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not the one that doesn't know how to spell Tuesday like you. I mean, she spells it, you know, you have to see the way she spells it T-O-O-S-D-A-Y. I'm the dummy. Okay. But you know what's interesting to me? Look at what comes in third place for plastic surgery. So we got Miami number one, Los Angeles number two, number three, New Orleans. 
Why do, maybe, maybe because voodoo, maybe because a lot of voodoo, when somebody gets a voodoo needle into their body and it, and it, and it distorts them, they need plastic surgery to, to look like what they did before the voodoo doll. They are. Speaking of New Orleans, allegedly uh, next week or maybe two episodes from now when he gets out of here, Mark Norman coming on the pod. Mark Norman, Mark Norman, going to be a, a guest on the podcast uh, out here, uh, Chaz Palminteri, upcoming guest, going to be fun. Homeless people legit lives with us now in L.A. Homeless people has now decided to leave his family back in New York. He's, go, he, he's going back to New York to get his second vaccine dose, and then he's going to come back to L.A., and he's pretty much just living with us. And I asked Vinny if that was okay in the car yesterday. I was like, hey, you know, Pimp's just going to, like, make his base here until we go back to New York. And she just looked, oh, like, off in the distance and said nothing. So it's one of those things where, oh, by the way, and also we were going to get the nanny. Here, go back up. Speaking of spelling, we were going to get the nanny on the podcast, Fran Drescher. Pimp has it on the board as Fran, F-R-A-N, Dresser, D-R-E-S-S-E-R. So we're, I'd love... I'd love, I'd love to think that we're booking Fran Drescher, and then when Fran Dresser shows up, I'd love to see that person. That may actually be a better interview. It's whoever Fran Dresser is comes in. Um, no, it's all good. And then maybe Andy Dick, which would be hilarious. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I think, um, I think uh, you know, getting early into an Anxiety Tuesday segment uh, for the mental health, what I've discovered out here that's really been helping my mental health is hiking. I was a kid who forever was just anti-nature. I was like, look, I'm from New York City. I got, well, there's puddles, there's pigeons. Like, you know, if I want to see, if I want to see shit in the woods, you know, I'll go to Central Park and, you know, watch the homeless. Like, you know, things like that, I would say, because I was just such a city idiot. But now since I've been out here and like by hiking trails and out in nature, I've realized that even like my allergies, like going for an early morning hike, for some reason, even though like that's where the trees are and that's where the pollen is, when I'm walking up in the fresh air, it like has a reverse effect. Like getting out in the fresh air plus Claritin D, let's be serious here, plus Claritin D really helps my allergies where I just sit in the house and try to avoid going outside because I'd be like, oh, I'm going to sneeze my eyes. My allergies would get worse and worse and worse. So it's this interesting thing and going on an early morning hike just like when it's like a little bit of like a cool breeze, I just get my thoughts together. And also an, a little trick of the trade is I like to go on early morning hikes out here. I'm talking about 6.30 a.m., 7 a.m. because it's mostly old people and you can just get right past them in a light jog or, or a power walk and just feel better that you're lapping their old asses. You can just get a little boost of confidence, you know? It's just fun. And I actually went on a hike today with my boy Don Tepeda, Donnie Tsunami, and he ate two cinnamon buns uh, before he we went on the hike and then threw up in the middle of the hike on a brisk walk. He threw up cinnamon buns down the Hollywood Hills and it was it was pretty funny and he claims that he's in shape, but he's not. But he also uh, is, uh, every time I post him, uh, women and gay guys tell me they think he's really handsome and uh, I agree, he's a handsome kid. So I- he threw up on the trail and it was like a little bit stepped off the trail. And I somebody somebody put their mask down. This is how stupid LA is. Somebody put their mask down while Don was throwing up and was like, can you please remember the rules to keep your mask up? I'm like, what do you want him to vomit in his mask? God, I hate the people in LA. So, 
Not not a lot of people, but there's a percentage of people in LA that just with the mask, that just want to have, I mean, they have a mask on their face, a mask on their head, a butt plug in. They can't let any COVID get into any orifice. And it, it gets a little frustrating. The reason why it's annoying is because I am pretty confident they're not doing it because they're scared of the virus. They're doing it to virtue signal what a great person they are. That's what pisses me off about it. You know, if somebody who was, you know, who was at risk and had a, you know, autoimmune disorder was doing that, it's like, okay, they need to do that to keep themselves safe. But half these people are hiking up, jogging up a, 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 a t- 20, you know, 20 fucking thing incline, running at full speed with a mask on, yelling about other people with the mask. Like, you're not at risk. If you got COVID, it would bounce off you. It's like what you said on the $25 episode that the whole city's built on insecurity. This whole city of Los Angeles is built on insecurity. And by the way, the $25 episode, which is at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, um, it's called the Chris and Eddie Show, where I take edibles and do an episode. Only available for the 25s. The $5 episodes and the $10 episodes are amazing too. That's an extra bonus episode once a week, every week for only five or 10 bucks a month. Patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Join the Christians, join the chaos. A lot of fun happens there. Um, so I didn't realize this. You know, if I, t- if I said to you, how many hikers, how many hikers, by the way, is it racist to say hikers with the, should I say hikers? Um, hikers. Probably. Hiker. I don't want to, I don't want to be disrespectful if I'm saying hiker, because anytime I hit a word with a hard ER now looking like an undercover cop and an undercover German, it just makes me very nervous to say that. So I want to say hikers, my hikers, hikers get lost. How many hikers do you, how many hikers do you think get lost every year? Like dead. If you had to guess 2000 people a year. 2,000, you got a better chance of getting lost on a hike than you do with dying of COVID. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Drowning, 668 deaths is the leading cause at national parks and national recreation areas, which by the way, we talked about this on the $25 Patreon episode about the guy who fell into a geyser at Yellowstone National Park and their body, his body disintegrated in three hours, like legitimately disintegrated and we talked about how much the mafia if you ever seen like an old school like italian goomba in a three-piece suit with his hair slicked back going on a hike through yellowstone national park he wasn't he was dumping a body (laughs) he was 100 dumping a body and good shit um if you ever are lost in the woods little survival tip remember the classic survival monomic how do you say that word m-n-e-m-o-n-i-c is it monomic Mnemonic. 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 Yeah, the, yeah. Mnemonic possession. Stop is the, is the things that you have to remember. S-T-O-P. Stop. Sit down. Don't panic. Think. What do you know about your situation and location? The answer is probably going to be nothing and my phone doesn't work. The GPS doesn't work because I'm in the woods. Observe. Gather information that can help you figure out where you are. You're probably like, oh shit, I'm in a bear's den plan, consider possible courses of action, and choose one. So pretty much this tells me to do nothing. So pretty much what I'm going to do is probably sit down and panic, think about my, instead of thinking about my situational location, I'm going to think about my life because it's probably over. Observe, I'm going to gather information that can help figure out where you are. I'm probably just going to 
you know, observe that I'm going to die soon. I'm going to observe my final resting place. Plan, consider possible courses of action and choose one. I'm going to plan to somehow send a smoke signal out to homeless pimp and tell her, tell him to delete my text <laughs> because Vin's going to look at it. It's so frustrating. I searched, how do you survive if you're lost in the woods? And they think everyone's so stupid. That was the answer. Right. Yeah. I, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, I here's what I'll say is I am very much enjoying nature. I truly am getting out there on the hike. But as far as camping and doing that and setting up a tent, which I know you like to do, pimp, that's not what I want to do. Like you, our other, our other friend Mike Cannon, he likes to take mushrooms and go into the woods, and that's just not something I'll do. I'll go into the woods and with my book, Forty Eight Laws of Power. I'll do that and get pumped up on a little Forty Eight Laws of Power. But how long do you think you could survive lost in the woods? To be honest with you, for me to survive lost in the woods, here's, here's what I'll tell you. Vin and I went to Paris, Puerto Ricans in Paris. We, when we, we went to Paris, and I'm not talking about, about Pret-a-Manger. I'm talking about we got on a flight and went to for real Paris. We, we, went, uh, we went out to a restaurant that had a view of the Eiffel Tower, and the, the waiter, we were the last, uh, we got the last table of the night. It was like 9 o'clock. It was like a tough place to get into. Um, but... We were there in Paris, and the waiter said, hey, if you go out this back door, if you just go out this back door, there's like the best view of the Eiffel Tower. But he didn't tell us that once that door closes behind us, there's no way to get back into the restaurant, and you have to go down the stairs through a back alley that leads into this garden that is closed for the night. It was 1030 at night. So we go down, so we go down this back alley, in the Eiffel Tower, uh, to take these pictures of the Eiffel Tower, they're beautiful, and then we go back into the door that was open, and the door's not open, so we're like, okay, no big deal, we'll go down the stairs, we try this door, locked, we try that door, locked, we try this door, locked, we try that door, locked, finally it gets to the point, 45 minutes, all the doors are locked, we come to the realization, I come to the realization, we are trapped in this garden, and there was a plexiglass wall that looked out onto the streets of Paris that people could walk by, and we're in this garden, which at the moment, at the time, I didn't know what the garden was. I thought it was actually a zoo. So I start to get nervous. I'm like, imagine we're in a zoo right now with all the lights off and the animals get out of their cages like we're done. <laughs> so I start banging on the wall, banging on the plexiglass wall, screaming to the people of Par outside walking me. I'm like, help, help. And they're like, you know, like looking at me and like running away, looking at me and like running away. Vin, Vinny. I'm telling the story about us when we were locked in that thing in Paris. Can you just come in here for a second? Oh, Vin's cleaning the pool. Absolutely. Vin is cleaning the pool. When Vin cleans the pool, her name is Guadalupe. <laughs> Vin, do you remember? Do you remember when... Here, give it to mine. Do you remember when we got locked in that place in Paris and I was, I was knocking, I was hitting on that plexiglass wall? Why am I not getting the salary of a cleaning lady? Huh? Why am I not getting the salary of the cleaning lady? You are getting the salary of the cleaning lady. I'm not. What are you talking about? You better start depositing those checks. I <laughs> give you money every month. No, you don't. I give you child support even though I'm, we're together. You do not. You get alimony. You get alimony you even though- You start claiming that? You better start paying up. Even though, we're still in, even though we're in a relationship, you still get alimony. That's how sick it is. 
Do you remember? Do you remember when we were in Paris? I was telling oh my the story. God, you were freaking out. No, because we were saying like, because Pimp asked me how long if I was lost in the woods, how long before I started to panic, and I said I immediately panicked forty five minutes into the Paris ordeal. It wasn't forty five minutes. It was like four minutes. What do you remember? It from was that? like remember when I was screaming at the people walking by? Yes, and they're looking at you like you're a psychopath, like you were going to kill them. Were you nervous at all? I was nervous, but I had to keep my cool because you were freaking out so much. So what were you nervous about? What did you think could have happened? You know, I don't know. It was dark. I kept hearing things like in the in the leaves and the bushes. And then right. I was like, all right, I could turn to Chris because he'll save me. But then I see you crying in the corner. So I was like. I wasn't crying in the corner, but okay. So then I didn't know. Whatever. I don't know. I so, just, but, and what, how did we finally get rescued? Do you remember? Yeah. Security was probably watching us the entire time through the cameras. Right. And they finally came out to like let us let us out. What was going to be your plan if we couldn't get out of any of those doors? Were you prepared to just sleep there for the night outside? No, we were going to climb over that fence that we found in the back. But remember? I didn't want to climb over the fence because I, I thought it was going to rip my pants. You didn't want to climb, but I was ready to climb over the fence in heels. Right. And my white jumpsuit. You would have truly just climbed over the fence and gotten yeah, out. What am I going to do? Sleep there? There was barbed wire on the fence. You get over it. <laughs> okay. Wait, how was it to walk around Paris with Chris? I feel like he'd just stand out. What? Yeah, what was it? I was good in Paris. You, you were what was I was it? mad at you because you weren't like romantic, like on that, like on the love bridge. Oh yeah, on the love bridge. Yeah. Like we're walking. <laughs> I hate you. We're walking across this bridge where they have like all the locks and all like the messages and stuff. I get. I don't know what it's called. Love bridge. I think it's um, called like lock love bridge or something. something I don't know. We'll like, we'll figure it out. So we're walking Some and like he's bridge. not even holding my hand. <laughs> I'm trying to get like closer to him. Like this is a romantic moment. It's supposed to be, and he goes. Doesn't it smell like garbage? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I was like, let's get off this fucking bridge. And look at you. It's now like, you're pregnant. I can't. That's what it well, is. Well, you know what that means? We have to do it all over again. And now you know what to do this time. Which is what? Be you, romantic. No, I was trying to be romantic. She, we're, we stayed at the Make hotel. Make feel safe. The hotel we're at in Paris, she's like, let's have a romantic bottle of wine. I'm like, that bottle of wine is like $300. We're in, no, let's just go out. Let me go to the corner store and get a bottle of wine. We it, were in Paris. So we have to drink the hotel wine? Yeah. I didn't have a Patreon yet. <laughs> now, what about the, the French people? How did they interact with Chris? I feel like they would not understand him. They didn't understand him. I think they gave you, like, they gave you attitude most of the time. They, they were me, nicer to me. We were, in Par we were in Paris for two days. Literally, all we did was eat Italian food besides that one, oh besides that one restaurant we went into because all I was like, pizza. All I, the only word I knew in, in, in French was fromage, which means cheese. I was like, fromage? And they were like, pizza? I was like, yeah, see, I was, I was speaking other, I was like, see, si, senor, in Paris, like an idiot. Yeah, we weren't prepared. Yeah. I no, was trying well, to speak Spanish, too. Well, no, we got on that Google Translate app, and I remember with the one, one bakery we went to in Paris where we found, like, real deal, like, macaroons, because we had went to um, the Versailles Palace, like, uh, a pal it was awesome. And we had went, and we, we went down, like, a little street, and we got, like, these awesome, like, macaroons, and the woman, we were, like, deep in Paris. She was, like, knowing, I don't know English. Like, she was, like, saying, I don't know. So we did the Google Translate, and I said, can I have five macaroons? And she just was, like, What? I was like five macaroons, and it was, and then she gave us like a donut and like a, a small iced coffee. But it was good, good though. though. <laughs> it was no, honestly, in Paris, we felt like the food that like you just like how like these are the Delilah. golf balls down the. To She's dropping all the golf balls down the stairs. Delilah, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god, Delilah. Maybe it'll scare the roaches. 
You're gonna somebody's gonna trip <laughs> and fall on them. How many of those? She do took we have? them all and dropped them. With her life vest on. Well, Thank God she has her life vest all right, on. This is her crying for attention. Okay, so all right, so go, go, go. But but Paris was fun. We'll talk about it another Wait, time. But, and I promise you, we'll go to Paris. We'll redo Before it. you go, did he try anything adventurous? Did he eat snails? Did he do any Paris? He didn't, stuff? No, of course not. I mean, look, it's Chris. <laughs> no, we went to no, we went to Par- we went to Paris, and the first thing I did is I got us on a double decker bus tour. It's the first thing I did. It was horrible. You didn't even want to like go like on the Eiffel Tower, like go to the top. Because what are we going to do now up we there? Can't. What do you mean now we can't? And now we can't. Why can't we? What did freaking the Nazis take? There now, right? Okay, but it's gonna by the time you what we're gonna go to Paris tomorrow. You still have to you still have to shit out this. Kid I cried and, when I saw the Eiffel Tower. Delilah, stop throwing the golf balls down the stairs. You're going to kill someone. What is that? That wasn't a golf. That was ball. bigger than a golf. That was ball. bigger than that was her brother. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, so you cried? When, you cried when you saw the Eiffel Tower. What I was did, he when doing? When I first when, when it was like. In my eyesight for no. the first time, I started crying. No, no, no. This is exactly. She and was he legit. Starts, no, no, no. And you start recording me like no, you wanted no, to get content expo- from that. Let me tell. You, no, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Delilah, stop. stop. She literally. She she literally. We're in an Uber coming from the Versailles because the first thing we did is we got to our we dropped our bags at the I think we were staying at the uh, the hotel right by the the opera. There was the a hotel, w was, hotel the W Hotel it? right by like the opera, which is like a beautiful like the main opera in Paris, which is beautiful. Gorgeous, yeah. Like, it's called like La Opera, I guess it's the opera. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't. Yeah, the oh, Opera Winfrey, and so and so the Opera Winfrey Hotel. Listen. You got, I talk about it every show. I don't even care if they weren't a sponsor anymore. I love Magic Spoon like you can't imagine. I've been losing weight, getting freaking ripped. I told you, except my left nipple, there's nothing I could do about that. And it's from Magic Spoon. Me and Homeless Pimp eat Magic Spoon more than anything else in this house. As soon as Pimp got to this Airbnb that we're at in LA, he started eating Magic Spoon with his hands because he's a fucking animal. But I don't even, dude, we don't even, I love it. My kids love it. Me and Vinny love it. Magic Spoon is like the only cereal I want to eat now. You know why? Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net carbs. So I feel like a kid eating the cereal, but I'm not getting fat. I'm actually getting in better shape because Magic Spoon is just this keto-friendly snack. It's keto-friendly. Okay, you know me. I'm Keto Chrissy D. And it's it's it's, it's uh, soy-free, grain-free, and GMO-free, and it's low-carb. The only soy that's in the cereal when I eat it is comes out of my blood because I'm a soy boy. That's it. Magicspoon.com slash chaos and then use the promo code chaos to get $5 off. And send a picture of it to me when you guys use my promo code. I love seeing that who we're helping out with the Magic Spoon. And be and very specifically, it's magicspoon.com slash chaos in the browser and then use the promo code chaos for five bucks off. I want to talk to you about Transcend Labs. It's a CBD company. Babe, I've been using it. You know me. You know I have anxiety. The Anxiety Tuesday, I've told you the things that have changed my life the most in my life have been CBD and and here we go. Transcend Labs. I love CBD. You know I'm Chrissy CBD. I've been really working on my anxiety a lot and this has helped me so much. You know the two things in my life that have helped me the most get my anxiety down are CBD and not going to church. Those are the two things. Once I got Jesus out of my life and CBD into it, the whole life changed. Transcend Labs is the one that we've been using. Pimp uh, gave me some um, that we're doing the Chris and Eddie show um, and on my Patreon, and and we started taking these products, and I was like, wow, let's get these guys involved because Transcend Labs, you know, there's a lot of CBD products out there, let's be honest, but they voted number one CBD product. The, uh, Transcend Labs was voted number one by LA Weekly, so that's pretty big. LA Weekly's pretty big. I mean, I'm in LA right now. I, are they going to be voted one num- in New York Weekly? Probably. 
New York Weekly going to give them number one too when I bring the news back to New York City. But I'm telling you, Transcend Labs, this CBD product was legit. I know, again, I know there's a lot of CBD to choose from. Transcend Labs is just dope. I've taken, I was so anxious to take it at first, and it's done nothing but help my anxiety and drive my anxiety almost to zero, and I feel good. I mean, I've been going to the gym, working out. You know, it's been awesome. I've, I've just, you know... I don't know. It's I'm so calm. I may come out of the closet to my dad sooner than later. I don't know. All you got to do is go to transcendlabs.com. That's T-R-A-N-S-C-E-N-D-L-A-B-S.com and enter the code Chrissy D. Okay, not chaos. You got to enter the code Chrissy D, which is C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-D at checkout. And guess what? You're going to get 50% off your order. So 50% off your order, you might as well try it. It's 50% off if you just put the promo code ChrissyD, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-D, TranscendLabs.com, um, number one CBD, voted number one. Visit TranscendLabs.com and enter the code ChrissyD. I'm telling you, this is one that is really going to help you out. If you've never tried CBD, try it out. If, you, if you're a CBD connoisseur, then, you know, just use this one too, because I'm telling you, this is the one that I've been using. It's the one that works and I haven't stuck it up my butt yet, but the night is young. Welcome to Melt Time. It's Titi Jerry's time, guys. Hey. All right. So like next question here, uh, Nico Behar. Nico Behar. Asked, would Titi ever consider chopping off her wee-wee? Um, no, <laughs> no, that's one thing I will not do because I like to get my shit off. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> hey. a booty a year is not going to do any damage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> love it. I love it. <laughs> um, uh, a, a Rika Blackmon wrote, while in Attica, did you know a guard named Justin? Justin. He, uh, she wrote, uh, he, he looks miserable all of the time. Um, That's a lot of them. They, f- they feel miserable in there all the time. Well, it but seems Justin like- sounds familiar, but I don't know. There were so many of them that, I don't know. It was such a long time ago. I probably forgot, but. Well, mm. shout out, shout out her. That's her brother-in-law, so shout him oh, out. Oh, it is? All yeah. right, shout out to Justin. Hopefully he wasn't fucked up to you. No, no. There was a lot of good CEOs in Attica, though. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, they used to get along with me. They used to like me a lot. They used to respect me, yeah. Um, Maybe he was one of them. I don't know. I hope so. Otherwise, yeah. we'll come see him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, free Love Sack promo asks, uh, uh, if you've ever boofed Molly in prison or had a Molly shower with the boys. No, I never boofed nothing that it wasn't going to give me any joy. <laughs> Number one, because like I said on my last episode, on my last broadcast, I'm not boofing anything that's going to hurt or make me bleed. It's not going to be for my joy. I'm not boofing nothing up through there. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Good for you. Was that popular? A lot of other people did. Why? Oh, yeah. A lot of people in prison used to do all that. Yeah. that's that's how you... so many stuff up their butt. Oh, my God. Like, even if you want to smoke weed in prison, it comes out of your ass. It comes out of your ass. Anything that's to get you high and everything's coming out of your ass. And sometimes they even used to give you, like, a, a stick of joint or something. That shit smell like shit. Who the hell wants to smoke that? <laughs> Guys used to smoke it. Guys used to take pills, put it on their mouths and everything smelling like shit. Wow. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah, that's really gross. Jeez. Yeah, they probably got COVID off that. Huh? 
probably got COVID. No, that. they really probably got really high off that shit, <laughs> <laughs> smelling that shit. And so we were, so we took an Uber right to the Versailles Palace because I wanted to do two things. I wanted to go to, to go see the the uh, uh, Versailles because it's like unbelievable, and I wanted to go to catacombs, Chrissy catacombs. But we couldn't get into the catacombs, but we did Versailles, and then we're taking, and it was like a hundred degrees in Paris that day. We're taking an Uber back. She's legit asleep, like drooling, almost snoring. We're on the highway, like we're on a, like it looked like the BQE almost in New York City, and then the Eiffel Tower pops up like it pops up into frame and i'm like this is the first time i saw i'm like oh it's pretty cool i'm filming it and then i wake her up i'm like look babe to the eiffel tower and she like wakes up she's like oh my god she was like it looks so nice no you're lying and then and then she starts to cry a little bit I swear to God, she like starts to tear up. She's like, it's so beautiful. That's it's so true. beautiful. And then she just, I look back over and she's literally, she's got like one tear streaming down her face and she's right back asleep. And then you woke up so from the nap. True. You woke up from the nap and you're like, did we see the Eiffel Tower? Was I dreaming? I was like, you were dreaming. We didn't see it. We're back in Brooklyn. <laughs> you're such a liar. No, I'm not a liar. That was a very emotional moment for me, and you ruined it. It was. You ruined that. You ruined the bridge. We couldn't have the wine. <laughs> so why would you ever want to go back to Paris then? You got to redo it. We got to redo it. <laughs> to do it right. I know. We got to do it right. <laughs> now you know what to do. All right. What if I just take you to La Pen Quidine? This is Paris. This Goodbye. Is, okay. I'll see you later. All right. I'm going to come in the pool in a little bit. Let us just finish the potty waddy. We're having a good time here. All right. You know what? It's time for a little 48 Laws of Power. I love doing it. I And by the way, again... Send videos or questions to ChrissyChaosPodcast at gmail.com. We actually have a video. We have a video? Ready. Let's yeah. do a video first. Let's say, yeah. This is a way we want to try to get the fans more involved in the show. You send us videos. We'll talk about it on the podcast. We'll shout you out. We'll shout out your Patreon name if you have one or your username you know, on social media, whatever you want. We want to get fans uh, part of the show. Now, who's this kid? This kid, first of all, I mean, this kid, he's got a nice shaped up beard. He looks like this kind of kid looks like for sure one day is going to snap and kill his family. <laughs> this is uh, Nick underscore Zav on Instagram. Nick underscore Zav. Is he a member of the Patreon? Uh, I think so. Okay, patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Your videos will get preferential treatment because you're part of the family, part of the Christians. But if you don't want to join it, that's fine too. Chrissy Chaos Podcast at gmail.com. Let's see what this kid has to say. Chrissy, what's up, baby? Quick question. So at what age do you think you stopped giving a shit about sports as much as you did as a kid uh, with the relationship you have with your father and playing basketball and just being athletic as a kid? What was the turning point for you where you stopped getting mad about your team losing all the time, especially being in New York and being a Nick fan and an Islander fan? Like, what was the turning point for you where you were like, I can't keep giving all my effort and all my fandom to this one thing because it's just killing me left and right thanks man. that that kid sounded like a very well-spoken kid until he said turning point he was like what was the turning point then i said ah he's a garbage man this kid it works for your local set he works for the sanitation department of any city he lives in he's like i'll throw the garbage away that's the turning point for me it's when i throw out your garbage that's actually a good question. I love sports. I still to this day love sports. As I've gotten older, though, even my father doesn't watch sports as much as he used to. He just, it's kind of like, I think there's been, something's happened. It's like even baseball has gotten, I think like the distractions of the phone 
Can you stop filling up? We're still doing the podcast. Can you stop watering the the plants? Yes, Jasenia Guadalupe. Um, so I think that I th- is that coming in on the audio pretty bad. Okay. Um, oh, she's stopping it. She's stopping the agua. I think for me. What's happened is like with the distraction from our phone and just seeing like little clips of a game, that's that's like more exciting sometimes to just see the big moments than watching a whole game through. And like I said, even my father, who's a diehard New York Yankees fan, baseball fan, doesn't watch full nine inning games anymore. He just watches the clips. I mean, once in a while he'll watch it. But for me, it's one of those things where I realize like I realize like I can't sit and watch a full game anymore because, you know, I'm distracted. I got, I got my phone. I got my kids. But I still keep up with it. I still love the Knicks. I still love the Yankees. Hockey and the Islanders, I love them, but I just haven't watched. We were supposed to have Sean Avery, great uh, New York Ranger, great on the podcast, and he's just ghosted me twice on text. But one day we will get Sean Avery on the podcast, and I'll let him hit me in the face with his hockey stick. <laughs> now, with sports, do you ever think, like, maybe in the future it'll be the thing – It'll be like smoking, like they're going to cancel it, or no? I don't think they can ever cancel sports just because there's so much money and revenue in it, but I do think like, you know, listen, boxing, if you would have told somebody in the 1950s that boxing was going to be a forgotten sport, they'd be like, you're crazy. So that can definitely happen with sports. Like, could just be a forgotten thing where like, it's just not as popular anymore. Yeah, boxing and then, is like Vine. Yeah, it's like, it, it could, yeah, it's like Vine. It was popular. And now, you know, now it's not so popular anymore. But, you know, I mean, there's still a market for it. Don't get me wrong. Like, boxing is still a fun and exciting and awesome sport. But I'm just saying, at least in America, it's just not that popular. Like, it's, it's just not. But yeah. it's Shout awesome. But I think it's a good question. I, you know, to be honest with you, like, I used to know every single player on the entire team of my favorite teams. I'm not talking about the starters. I'm talking about from the best player to the worst player and the assistant coaches, the p- trainers. I was like a savant. Now... You know, my favorite teams, I can probably only name five players on every team because I don't do fantasy. I think fantasy sports is what keeps you alive in the game, but I don't do fantasy or any type of gambling because my father was a big gambler and he was like, that's my only rule is don't get involved in gambling. So I don't. I don't gamble. I just do heroin. Um, what's, shit, is this just, another video? We, yeah, I, we have another video here. Really? Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, this, he said to Chrissy Chaos Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we got an email from Jason Nauer. Jason Nauer? Nauer. Jason Nauer. Okay. Hey, Chris. What is the sexiest learning disability aside from sexlexia? <laughs> Jason Nauer. First of all, Jason Nauer, I can. I got a solution for you. It's keeps.com. Go to keeps.com, promo code chaos. You're going to get your first month free. We're going to get that hair back for you, baby. Keeps.com. Um... No, I'm kidding. Jason Hour, you're a funny kid. What is the sexiest learning disability befo- besides sex, Lexia? That's hilarious. <laughs> That's what is the sexiest? Well, what are the learning disabilities? We got ADHD. We got dyslexia. What's another learning disability? Let's see. Um, yeah, that's funny. Learning disabilities. What do we got? Types. Of, yeah, dyslexia. Um, Hyperactivity, dys, dysgraphia. D- d- yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, go, go up, go up a little bit. Go up, up, up. Yeah, what? Um, blah, 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 disability, oral. Yeah, I guess anything. Yeah, and all of these learning disabilities are oral. Um, the sexiest one, let's see. You know what I actually think the sexiest learning disability is? 
Sexlexia is hilarious. Dyslexia. You know what I think the sexiest one is? Tourette's. I'd like to hook up with a woman with Tourette's and just want, let her curse at me and just say words that have nothing to do with me, have nothing to do with the situation. Uh, had, yes, uh, yes, to have, I would like to have, or you can just get Tourette's. Then you could just make believe you have Tourette's. So I would say Tourette's. Tourette's was probably the f- sexiest learning disability. And Tourette's also, I kind of, that sounds like a sexy girl's name. Like, what's up? My name is Tourette's. How you doing? I'm Tourette's. I'm like, hi. I would say Tourette's is probably the sexiest learning disability or Down syndrome. Oh, I, this is the question I had when you were speaking about sports. Now, do you think the way people know all the players and obsess is the same negative effect as the news cycle people? I think getting into sports the way that people get into the news, yeah, can be equally as harmful in the set. Even though like sport, because here's the thing. Like I have a friend, literally this is a true story. One of my friends was dating this girl for like three, four months. One of the girl, one, I have a friend, right? In Queens, legit was dating this girl for like three, four months, f- like in love, finally meets her father, and their family, they're at, he's, he's at a barbecue at their house. He's a Yankees fan. The, the, the girl's father is a Mets fan. They start drinking, having a good time. They get into a fist fight at the end of the night because he was shitting, the father was shitting on the Yankees relief pitching staff and the kid got offended and punched his girlfriend's father in the face over the Mets. And got dumped immediately and then, you know, came back to the group chat and was like, can you believe what a dickhead our father was? I'm like, why would you punch your girlfriend's father in the face because of baseball? But he's, you know, people do that. And, of course, he's a firefighter, so shout out FD, <laughs> shout out New York's Bravest. Um, now, what was the most awkward interaction you've had with uh, new girlfriend's parents? I've talked about this before, but my friend who's been using keeps, I mean, this guy's got like a different life. I mean, you got you to gotta see this kid's hair looks completely different now because he's been using keeps. Because two out of three men will experience some form of uh, male pattern baldness by the time they're 35. I'm 36, I haven't experienced yet, but I swear to God, the second I do, keeps is getting right on my head. 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness, a little MPB. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Guess what? Keeps offers them both. What, what I like about Keeps is, first of all, it's got a lot of five-star reviews. That's always very important when you look at something on a site, how many five-star reviews they have. Keeps has got a lot of them. So does the Chrissy Chaos podcast. Um, and it's a very low cost. It's only $10 a month, and they have all these generic versions of it. It's discreet packaging and proven results. The pa- because the thing is about male pattern baldness is it can be a little embarrassing. I get it. You know, it shouldn't be, but I get it. And they're discreet packaging, so you never know what's coming to your door. So if you have, are experiencing some of this, which, again, 66% of men do, go to Keeps.com. If you're ready to, if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, Keeps.com slash chaos to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash chaos and get your first month free. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash chaos. And I'm telling you, it's the first month free. I mean, what do you got to lose? You get a month free. Maybe you get your hair back. It's great. I mean, you know, what are you complaining about? So what? You lose a little hair. Keeps.com slash chaos. You get it right back. And we're right back in. Listen, if you're a man, if you were born a man or identify as a man, and you want to feel comfy, want to be in your clothes, I got the solution. 
Mack Weldon clothes. I have Mack Weldon stuff. It's so unbelievably comfortable. It's like the best. And it's Mack Weldon is a one-stop shop for men's basics. They got socks, shirts, hoodies, underwears, polos, active shorts, whatever you need, babe. Mack Weldon has you covered. Um, it's just one of those things that like if you're a guy and you just want to, you know, it's hard for us to buy clothes sometimes where I'm like, I don't know what the hell I want, but I just go to Mack Weldon and they got everything I need. They got custom fabrics. They got... Um, they got, you know, all the the, 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 the good stuff. 18-hour silver, uh, air knit X, dry knit, warm knit. Um, and it's a to- Mack Weldon has created a totally free loyalty program. Level one gets you free shipping for life, okay? Not for a year, for life. Once you reach level two by spending $200, Mack Weldon gives you 20% off every order for the next year. I mean, these people are like giving it away. It's unbelievable. Mack Weldon wants you to be comfortable. So if you do not like your first pair of underwear, you can keep them and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. It doesn't matter if you sharpen them. It's the best. And even more of a discount, here's the thing for the Chrissy Chaos listeners, Mack Weldon, that's M-A-C-K-W-E-E. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N dot com slash chaos and enter the promo code chaos, 20% off your first order. So they're already giving you 20%. Now you get another 20% off your first order and it's amazing. All you got to do is go to MacWeldon.com slash chaos as the URL, then enter the promo code chaos when you're done shopping. I mean, you can't lose. Mac Weldon, I'm telling you, it's comfy, wumpy clothes. I got a pair of underwear upstairs. I got socks up there. I got a sweatshirt for Mac Weldon. It's actually the best. I mean, I want to meet this guy, Mac Weldon. He sounds like he's got a nice, thick hog. New girlfriend's parents' awkward interaction. I would say the most awkward interaction I had is when I was going off. Um, it was, wasn't the first time I met her parents, but the second time an ex-girlfriend of mine had met her parents, and I had an allergic reaction to some type of uh, pesto sauce that her mom had used, and I literally, we have to call 911. I had to get shot with an EpiPen. And they had known me. This was the second time meeting me. And I remember her father telling you know, her, my girlfriend, like, you know, a guy like this is going to be a headache if he is going to get taken out by pesto sauce. I don't know if he can protect you if shit hits the fan. And then we dated for like another couple of months and we broke. And that was the most awkward one that I can remember. Um, all right, 48 Laws of Power. I love doing this. It helps me. Hopefully it's helping you. Let us know. if, if And also... You know, buy the 48 Laws of Power and, you know, send me a picture of it at ChrissyChaosPodcast at gmail.com and let me know, you know, if you're liking it. So here we go. Law 17. This is a good law. Keep others in suspended terror. Cultivate an air of unpredictability. Well, let me tell you something. That's what Vinny does really well because I am in suspended terror pretty much every moment of my life. Um, no, Huh? I love you. I love you. I thought you were in the pool. Judgment. Humans are creatures of habit with an insatiable need to see familiarity in other people's actions. Your predictability gives them a sense of control. Turn the tables. Be deliberately unpredictable. Behavior that seems to have no consistency or purpose will keep them off balance and they will wear themselves out trying to explain your moves. Taken to an extreme, this strategy can intimidate and terrorize. That's wild. Just be unpredictable all the time. You never know what move's coming. Listen, the name of this podcast is Chrissy Chaos. So I would say I'm pretty unpredictable, and I'm pretty much, I know Law 17. I thought she was going to throw something at me. Um, Allowing, uh, here we go. Um, 
in chess, as in life, when people cannot figure out what you are doing, they are kept in a state of terror, waiting, uncertain, confused. Here we go from Jean Labruyere. Life at court is a serious melancholy game of chess, which requires us to draw up our pieces and batteries, form a plan, pursue it, parry that of our adversary. Of our, of our adversary. So, should we just do reading with Chris? Sometimes, however, it is better to take risks and play the most capricious, unpredictable move. So I guess what he's saying is, you know, so I kind of feel this too, by the way. All my, everybody who's rich or like wildly successful, I feel like a very, very big percentage of them did something that their peers or family thought that they were absolutely insane for doing. So I think there's something to that. Like you almost have to have the foresight to be like, hey, I know what I'm about to do is nuts, but I believe in it and let everyone else tell me I'm nuts and we'll see what happens. I kind of think like that, I'm not saying go out there and do something crazy and like, you know, ruin your family or your own life. But if you really believe wholeheartedly in something, I'm a big proponent of just do it, dude. You're going to die anyway. Take a big ass swing. What's the worst that can happen? You miss, you wind up in jail, your wife leaves you. So what? Just listen to the podcast every week. Go forget about your life for an hour. I have a question for you. Now, you, what do you think the word capricious means? Capricious? Chrissy capricious. <laughs> what does capricious mean? Does it mean um, I'm capricious? Let's see. Capricious. Let, let's see in a sense. Capricious means like unpredictable. Oh, given to sudden and unaccountable changes of mood or behavior. Oh, there you go. So I kind of was right-ish. I said unpredictable before I saw it. I feel like that word doesn't match that definition. No, capricious. It makes me think of juice. Like, hey, can I get a capricious son? It's just what, that's what it makes me think of. Capri, capri pants. You like my capricious pants? <laughs> if you find yourself outnumbered or cornered, throw in a series of unpredictable moves. Your enemies will be so confused that they will pull back or make a tactical blunder. I always thought that. If I was like ever about to get jumped, and I, like, back against the wall, I have no choice. I always thought, like, I would do something nuts. Like, I seriously, I'm being serious. What would you do? So I, I do street photography a lot, and anyone could see my camera's worth money. So one time this guy was cracked out and started screaming at me that I was being disrespectful. And then I started whispering at him, like, I, I hear stuff. I don't want to hurt you. I'm sorry. Wow. And then he said, I hear stuff, dude. And then he hugged me. And he was like, I'm sorry to bother you, man. I'm just hungry. I'll leave you alone. I, I know how so it is. So that's how you got out, by just whispering. By just whispering and saying, like, I, I, I'll i lose it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I genuinely, I think I'd start to do, just because I know people don't want to go near it, is I, I'm serious. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny. If somebody cornered me like that, I think I would start fingering my own asshole and then <laughs> with both fingers and then pull out my shit fingers and be like, come near me and you're going to get, you're going to get hit with a, with a, with a poop finger. See, I mean, I've would heard you, you say you this before. You yeah. love that strategy. Yes. Have yeah. you ever tried it? I've never tried it because, like I said, I've never really experienced it with my butthole, but I can't think. Vin, I was saying, can, just real quick on the mic. Okay, real quick. I was just saying if anybody ever cornered me, like in a fight, like I had to protect you and our family. And you I wouldn't but, do it. No, I, no, I would say to, to, to make them go away, I would stick my fingers in my butthole and be like, get, if they want to come near me, they're going to have to go through my, my butt finger to protect you guys. You think they're going to care about that? A would psychopath coming after us? Would, I think one thing that could stop a psychopath is, is feces on a finger. I don't think so. I, maybe they're trying to get to that. I know. Imagine he just started licking. He, he turned them on. He just started sucking my well, finger and he I, came. <laughs> and then, but that's how we got away. Well, he just, at least he would be, you would be distracted. He would yeah. be distracted. Not be like, you. Kids, you would be distracted too. I know. But. I'd be like, kids, put on your masks. She's going to blow. Run. 
What would you do? No, no. What would you do if you were cornered? Seriously, what would you do if you were cornered? Beat the shit out of him. You would, right? Yeah, I'm not going to hesitate. I'm going to fight. Now, do you think you've gotten in more fights than Chris? Absolutely. Yeah, I would say so. Do you count the fights that she got in with me as fights for her, as wins for her? Oh, my God. Those are not fights. Get over it. (laughs) No, like fights with strangers. What do you think your record is? No, actually, I haven't had that many fights. When's the last time you had a genuine fist fight with another woman or guy? Um, years ago, like maybe 15 years ago. Why did more. you fight them? What happened? Do you remember? Were you just drunk? Probably. You don't remember? Yeah. No, I was probably drunk. I don't remember. Now, don't are know. you a fight guy? Have you gotten a fist fight? No, no, I, I don't really get into fist fights. I, I got one, I got into one big bar fight at Patty McGee's in Long Beach and somebody tipped me over and I fell into the water in Long Beach. Oh, the last time was, yeah, it was at a club. Someone like threw something at my friend and I jumped on them and I just started going off on them. And then what happened? And then what'd you do? And then, then we got kicked out of the club. Did you go to another club or what happened? No, we went home after that. It was like at the end of the night. We were done anyway. You were drunk, done. So what you, you went and got... got uh... And there was one time that I pushed a girl because you, we were like dancing. Like, you know how it gets super tight and you can't dance? Or I don't know if it's like that anymore. But yeah, we were dancing and she kept bumping into me. So I like elbowed her really hard and she threw her beer in my face, in my eyes, and I couldn't see. So I just started swinging like a maniac. And then she runs out of the club... They kick me out, and I start chasing her car. <laughs> I start running after her car, thinking I'm going to catch up with her. <laughs> oh what is Delilah doing? Is she in the pool? Yeah, she's sitting on the steps. Okay. But that's it. Oh, my God. I never that's caught it. her, obviously. Right. Because she was in her car. Yeah, like how many people go to the bar for a fight? I've always wondered. No, I've never gone looking for a fight. No, no, I'm not saying you, but like I've had the same thing where I was standing saying nothing, and some guy... Bought a drink and poured the whole drink yeah. on my head, and then said, "You want to fight?" And I was like, what? "One time, no. one like time, he actually picked the fight with you." Yeah, and then I asked the bartender, "What was that about?" He said, "That was the only drink he bought all night. He was standing there all night, bought one drink, poured it on you." Interesting. That's the psychopath that's going to. One pour time, you. one time, you may remember, I was at dinner with me, my mom, and you know her ex boyfriend. I was a teenager. We were at a Outback Steakhouse, out, out, uh, Outback, Outback Steakhouse in Queen Center Mall. We're sitting down. Yeah, we're sitting down. You know, there's a table, you know, like whatever, like a family, like a father, his wife, and three kids sitting sitting with us, whatever. Father gets up, I guess, to go to the bathroom or whatever, comes back, is covered in beer, like legit covered in beer, and is bleeding from his lip. Like, this was five minutes. She's like, oh my God, honey, what happened? He goes, somebody tried to steal my wallet outside, and then we got into a, you know, I, I, I was struggling with him, and then he threw a beer, he threw a beer over my head, and he punched me in the face. And she was like, do you want to go to the hospital? He's like, no, I want another Foster's. So he just, I, sw- I swear to God, he sat down and then the waiter came over like it was commotion. Like the manager came over, the waiter came over. He's like, nah, I'm fine. He's like, just give me a foster and I need another blooming onion. And just sat there like, and then five minutes went by and it was like, that didn't happen. He was starting to dry off. His lip went away <laughs> and he was just eating onions, drinking beer, yelling at his wife and kids. It's like a normal Friday. That's a real Queens man. That's a real Queens trash man. You could um, probably finish a whole Blooming Onion by yourself. A Blooming Onion by my... Oh, 100%. You thought you cleaning up the shit was Ooh. bad yesterday? Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know how well, Did True TV Cribs come out yet or it's coming well, that's out? that's on, only on Patreon, so you have to explain. Oh, that's right. We did a tour. We did a tour. I can't look at you the same after that. Really? We had sex last night. But you weren't looking at me. I wasn't. It was it's dark. True. It was dark. <laughs> it was and dark. I was half asleep. <laughs> yeah, it's true, too. Yeah. She was like, oh, Rodrigo. I was like, okay, I'll go with this. <laughs> I was like, maybe I'm getting abs. She's calling me Latin names. What is she doing, Delilah? She's just sitting on the step. She's okay. Right there. Um, 
Um, what was I going to say? I'll walk away from the story. No, what, what, what was the I shit say? story? You were telling them about our Patreon. Content. Oh yeah, yeah. So we did, we did, because we're in a pretty nice Airbnb, which uh, True TV paid for one month and I paid for one month. Um, and uh, and so we did a play on MTV Cribs, but we did True TV Cribs and we did a whole tour of it at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Um, and it's fun. You could see like behind the scenes of my life in the house, my family, it was, it was pretty wild. And uh, I clogged one of the toilets. So um, let me just finish up this 48 Laws of Power. So, because I just think, I just hopefully like these chapters, reading this stuff helps you as much as it helps me. Um, but uh, uh, here we go. Pablo Picasso once remarked, the best calculation is the absence of calculation. Once you have attained a certain level of recognition, others genuinely figure that when you do something, it's for an intelligent reason. So it's really foolish to plot out your movements too carefully in advance. You're better off acting capriciously. Everybody loves this word capricious in the old world. Pablo Picasso said to act capriciously, so act nuts. I act capriciously. I mean, Vin, Vin didn't know that, you know, I was going to come home from a, from a long work trip seven months ago and get her pregnant, but it happened. Hey, Tris. Um, here we go. There's always a rule reversal. There's always a law reversal in this book, which I love. So it tells you what to do, but then it says there's instances when you could reverse it and still be successful. And the law reversal is this. Too much unpredictability will be seen as a sign of indecisiveness or, or even of some more serious psychic problem. Patterns are powerful and you can terrify people by disrupting them. Such power should only be used judiciously. So they're saying, you know, don't get too crazy with the unpredictability because then you'll genuinely look like a schizophrenic because you probably will be a schizophrenic. So just be crazy enough, but don't cross the line and go schizo. That's pretty much what the rules are. So that's pretty much, I think, what we do. I mean, this Christy Chaos podcast, it's almost mentally ill, but it's not fully mentally ill. Um... Fast facts quickly about catacombs in France history, because I brought it up. This is the Chris Reed DiStefano yeah. segment, uh, the, which, by the way, the next time I go back to Paris, I want to go to the catacombs. And actually, at St. Patrick's Cathedral, before COVID, they opened up those catacombs in New York City, and I was going to go. But, I mean, you want to talk about a super spreader event, the underground catacombs. Should we do a Chrissy YouTubes from the Vatican? Dude, a Chrissy... <laughs> Literally, me doing a Chrissy YouTube from the Vatican is the only way that I think I could ever win my mother's heart back for turning my back on the Catholic Church. But I didn't really turn my back on the Catholic Church. Father Bill turned his back on me. Oh. Father Bill made me get on my back. Oh, no. um, oh, here we go. The story behind the Paris catacombs is... The city needed a better place to put its dead, so it went to the tunnels, moving bones from the cemeteries five stories underground into Paris's former quarries, the quarries where they used to get like the rocks to build the city. It took the city 12 years to move all the bones from bodies numbering between six and seven million into the catacombs. There is not a chance in hell that those bones were correctly put back in the right places. I, I would be willing to argue that the, 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 the mismatched bodies in those catacombs is rampant. I mean, look at this photo. That's crazy. If you look at the catacombs house, the, yeah, post this picture on the, uh, on the episode. Yeah, yeah. Remains of 6 million Parisians from the 18th century. Dude, looking at an 18th century Parisian skull is probably pretty freaking wild. I wonder if they had bigger heads or smaller heads than us back then. Well, they were tiny little guys, right? Yeah, but Neanderthals had bigger heads. But yeah. then I guess their heads got smaller. Here we go. Here's a fun fact. The catacombs, um, by the way, this, is, um, this segment's called Chrissy Catacombs. The catacombs were used during World War II. 
Those in the French resistance were actively used in the underground tunnels as a hideout during the war and planned attacks against the Germans. So this was kind of like, you know, Harriet Tubman's Underground Railroad, but it was in the, <laughs> but it was the Catacombs Railroad. The underground tombs and tunnels concealed the resistance members from German spies and allowed them to escape without being found. So they kind of were able... I think they kind of did that a little bit in that movie um, 1917. Oh, that was about World War One. But there's a scene in 1917 uh, where he goes underground and sees like this family living underneath the tunnels of Paris. Is there a movie about the Paris catacombs? Cause we got to watch it. There has to be, but I mean, I think you can just go down there. No, you could, but I I'm sure during COVID there's no way you can go down there. No, no, no. I think you, like people trespass. I remember I watched that stupid ghost adventure show and they investigated it Yeah, and they just walked into a party. It looked like a swingers party going on at 3 a.m. We got to get Brendan Schaub on the podcast specifically to talk about ghost adventures. We need to, I need yeah. to know if it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty crazy, um, you know, because a lot of cities were built underground. Like, there's so much history underground. It's just, you know, you can't dig that far because then I think, like, permits and stuff. And then it just gets too hot. I don't know. Elon Musk is really trying to bring us all underground, I think. By the way, did you see Elon Musk's tweet today? Elon Musk now has turned around and just tweeted out out of nowhere that he supports the vaccines and that everyone should get the vaccines. I'm like, what? What evidence do they... What, what do they have of him that somebody, the powers that be, were like, hey, either tweet that you love the vaccine or we're going to release this. It's probably just his baby mama Grimes. <laughs> yeah, right? For real. Here's the thing. That's the thing is like, you, nobody scares us more than the baby mama. So you can threaten this or threaten that. It's kind of like, I don't care. My baby mama, that's the only person that I need to keep happy because if she ain't happy, then I ain't happy. Was oh, that a helicopter? Yeah. Maybe Could you so. imagine it just lands in the backyard because you're a fugitive? There's so many car. <laughs> well, there's so many car chases and car accidents in oh. LA. There's constant helicopters. All the time. You said when you were doing Nate Bargatze's special on Netflix, which, by the way, check that out. It's out now at uh, Universal Studios City Walk. There was a helicopter that was overhead for like 15 minutes, right? Well, it was crazy because they could only film it twice. And on his last filming, they, they had a crazy car chase. So just like 16 helicopters went over. So he had a riff, like 20 minutes of helicopter stuff. You think he was mad at the person in the car chase? Like, dude, you're ruining my special? He was so mad. But he pulled off the special and it came out great. Came out great. So. Go check it out. It's on Netflix now, Nate Bargatze. What did we say for Michael Rappaport? What was our plan to do with him? We were just going to try to surprise him with a podcast at this stand-up show. Oh, yeah. We, I'm doing a, uh, a stand-up show with Michael Rappaport tomorrow night. And we we're going to, Homeless Pimps coming. We we're going to try to just put a camera in his face and go Chrissy TMZ and get a quick mini podcast with them and then the very next week get a podcast with dave portney on zoom chaos we're everywhere you can't be stopped with chrissy gray zones never forget i'm down the middle chrissy i'm you know i got a republican haircut a democratic brain white skin and black girl's ass i love chinese food by eat with a fork never forget you cannot pin me down thank you so much for the support here every tuesday 11 a.m eastern time chrissy chaos comes out please go to chrisdcomedy.com I'm go, uh, I'll check out my stand updates. Of course, patreon.com slash Christy Comedy, where all the fun happens, the Christians, the chaos, and email Chrissy Chaos Podcast at gmail.com to get involved in the show. We appreciate the support. And check out the clips page. We got Chrissy Clips page. So go subscribe to that. Uh, we put out clips almost every day, little segments of the show. Um, and hey, babe, every Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, check that out, the No Pressure Network on YouTube. We're having a great time. I'm having so much fun, and I really can't thank. Uh, everybody enough for the support. Uh, it's it's amazing, and let's keep going. We're almost out of this freaking quarantine, and it's going to be great. I'm going to go do a quarantine now, and my family's going to throw me in the pool.